Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. I'm John, your host today. Today we're going to talk about gratitude, even when times are tough. So it's that time of year, again, when we're supposed to be thankful and grateful, and uh, it's always a great topic to talk about. Sometimes, though, we kind of just gloss over thankfulness. We say things like, oh, I'm thankful. Now, please please pass the turkey. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we'll just kind of give it, I don't know, maybe lip service. Uh, sometimes you gloss right over it. And other times when things are really not going well, it can be pretty hard to imagine ourselves being thankful. And today I'm going to dive into both aspects of that. There's a lot going on. A uh, lot of stuff going on in the in paradise with the fires out there. A lot of evacuees, uh, a lot of lot of things, a lot of loss going on for a lot of folks. So if that's you today, if you're experiencing a hardship and you're just not sure how to even have Thanksgiving because it just seems so far out there, well, today's show we're going to dive in. And maybe I don't have a specific answer, but we're going to talk about it and see what's possible and see how we can get to a place of thankfulness and gratitude, even when times are not very good at all. And today, I do want you to call in. I'm inviting you to call in. You can call in the show, uh, the station here at 866-576-1055, and just share what it is you are thankful for. What are you grateful for? And if you are going through a tough time, you can share about that. And maybe you can be grateful and be going through a hard time at the same time, and just invite you to call in and share. So today, we're going to get pretty real about the way life goes, and how we're thankful and grateful, and how that all fits in, and it might even get a little bit heavy, but fake, great, fake gratitude is really no gratitude at all, and so what's the point? What's the point of pretending we're grateful? Let's just get into what's real. Let's talk about real gratitude. What does that look like? And how do we connect to gratitude when things are going great or when things are not going great? Either way, we can easily step over gratitude, and we're going to dive in today on how to do that. So one of the things that can happen, and I've run into folks like this, and maybe you have too, people who are always grumpy. They're always focusing on the negative. They always believe, oh, it's never perfect, it's never great, and they focus on what's wrong and what's not great, always seeing the negative side of everything, and they're focusing on shortcomings and what's wrong, so they say, yeah, I was gifted a new car, but I don't like the color. Or, sure, we had a great quarter at work, but next one will probably not be that great. Or, yeah, that movie was good, but did you see all the plot holes? And scientifically, that would never happen. It's easy to just kind of fall into what's wrong. I don't know why it is. Our minds tend to just gravitate there. I don't know if you found that for yourself, but I have for me. It's easy to just, you know, just zoom in and zero in on, hey, this isn't great over here. This could be improved over here. This is not so good. I didn't like that and, and whatnot. And that can start to fill my whole life if I'm not careful. And maybe you've been there too. And when we do that, we miss out on what's happening right here, right now, that we can be grateful. There's amazing things happening all the time. And if we're focusing on what's wrong and what's not good and what could happen that's bad, we get to miss out on what's amazing happening right now, right here. So some folks in the coaching industry might even say that focusing on the negative creates the very outcome that we are fearing and that's a lot that's, I don't know, it's a common thing that a lot of coaches say out there. But I want to tell you personally, I don't really believe that concept. I don't believe that's scientifically proven. In fact, science has tried to test that theory. And as far as they can tell, science doesn't seem to show any correlation, statistically significant correlation between our thought processes and the outcome. But what I am convinced of, what I am dead certain of, is that our attitude 
totally shapes our experience of it, even if we don't change the outcome. And so being grateful, connected to gratitude, I think really changes our experience of life. If we are focusing on what's wrong and what's missing and what's not great and what we don't like, our experience navigating through life will probably not be all that great. And we're focusing on all the things that aren't what we'd like. But if we focus on things that we do like, focus on the positive, and as we'll get into later, maybe that doesn't mean we skip over all of the bad things that are happening. But if we allow into our lives to recognize the things that are great, the things that are amazing, the things we're grateful for, and we can learn to have gratitude as we navigate through life, through thick, through thin, through the great, through the not so great, but we learn to connect to gratitude, that will shape our experience of life as well. And we'll start to experience it very differently. We'll be more connected to joy. We'll be more connected to just the positive things in life. My guess, pretty sure, is we'll be happier than if we focus on all the negative. And we really want to, to live life to the fullest. We want to experience all the blessings that are out there for us. And we certainly don't want to skip those things because, really, we have so much in life. <clears throat> Sometimes it's easy to compare ourselves to other people. We kind of compare our insides to their outsides, and we go, ooh, I'm jealous. I'm envious of what they have. I don't have what they have. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. We start all this comparison. We start seeing, oh, they have this. They got a new car. Oh, man, I wish I had a new car, or whatever it is. And then we can start focusing on that as well and really kind of, again, gravitate towards that negative. But we here in America truly are blessed. The poorest in America are still better off than 70% of the world, according to an article in Forbes magazine. So even if things don't seem that great in comparison, you're probably better off than most people in the world and there's a ton of blessings that we have. And the challenge is to not gloss over the blessings, but to go ahead and experience those and acknowledge those. So I've shared this on this, this station, on this show before, that uh, in 2005, I had a heart attack. And I remember being curled up on the bathroom floor, wondering if that might be the end of my life. I was pretty scared. And I remember, as I went through all of that, I asked some critical questions in my life. Did my life matter? And did I love people well? And the good news about my story is I died. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm still here. The good news is I didn't die. The good news is I have a chance to live life differently. I have a chance to have that experience and go, ooh, this other stuff actually is more important. I value this other these other things, I value relationships, and I value making a difference, and I value connecting to God more than I value making money, having status, having position at work, any of that kind of stuff. And so I value those things, and I have a chance to live life differently and pursue the things that I do value. So life, just by itself, is a gift. If our life is done we're done. There's no more that we can do. We can't make a difference. We can't love somebody more. We can't go make something better. We can't pursue something we value if that is the end of our life. So the life that we do have is a gift. And sure, maybe that seems a little pithy to some of you, but I sure don't see it that way, certainly not after my experience. So we have a chance. We have a chance to live differently to acknowledge the blessings, to see the positive, and to engage in relationship. And we'll talk more about this right after the break. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 1055. Learn how to increase your life's impact. 
Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to The Impact Hour. I am John, your host. And today we're talking about gratitude even when times are tough. And today I'm inviting you to call into the station and share what you're grateful for. You can call 866-576-1055. I'd love to hear from you. Just love to hear what you're grateful for. And if you're struggling... Also, we can talk more about that as well. And if you're struggling with having gratitude just because times are really tough right now, maybe you can call in for that as well. So we're talking about gratitude, and I find, at least for me in my past, it was pretty easy to gloss over all the good things in my life. It's easy to intellectualize it. Yeah, you know, this is good, that's good, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, you know, I'm grateful, I'm supposed to be grateful, so I'm grateful. You know, that kind of thing. And that's not real gratitude. It's intellectualizing it. It's glossing over. It's just skimming the surface. It's really not connecting to gratitude. That's because gratitude is a heart space experience. We experience gratitude from the heart, not from the mind. The mind knows about it, but gratefulness comes from the heart. So we can't experience full gratitude if we're disconnected from ourselves, if we're disconnected from our emotions, if we can't feel it, we can't feel the gratitude, well, our sense of gratitude will be diminished. And I know in my experience, this is something of a journey that I've been on, and uh, I'm making a lot of progress. I'm sure I still have lots of progress to go, but I'm learning to connect to my emotions more. And I know as I interact with folks, some of you out there, I know that there's some of you who are kind of like where I was in the past, just very disconnected from emotions, would rather not experience those, kind of view those as being in the way or inconvenient or maybe a sign of weakness. I know because I've been there. I spent a lot of time trying to ignore and stuff my emotions. I wanted them to go away quickly. I didn't want to appear like something was wrong with me. And I assumed emotions showed weakness. Like if I showed emotion, that meant I was weak. There was something wrong with me. But I've since learned to open myself up to emotions and to let myself experience them. In the past, when emotions came up, I was in resistance to the emotions. I was fighting it. I was trying to make sure that they were going away and I was wrestling with and fighting my emotions and trying to get control over them and push them down, whatever language you would want to use. And being open to emotions, for a while, I, w- I had a hard time with that. Someone would say, hey, what are you feeling right now? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Let me think about that, which is right there an indicator that I'm not in a heart space. <laughs> so I've learned that for emotions to flow, at least for me, Letting emotions is more of a letting go. It's letting go, not holding on so tightly to make sure these emotions don't pop up. It's just releasing. It's actually a more relaxed space if emotions are allowed, at least in my experience. And it's a letting go. It, I'm not sure if there's a physical muscle involved but it just it feels more free and relaxed. If I'm open to just letting emotions come out, then I'm not, there's, a, there's like a muscle, and maybe it's more of an emotional muscle, maybe it's something more in the brain, I don't know, but there's a relaxing, and it's just a letting the emotions flow and being okay if it happens. So for me, I'm learning how to connect more to my emotions. I'm learning to identify them, 
And every hour, I have an alarm on my phone, and it goes bleep. And I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing. And of course, if I'm doing something really important, I could ignore it. But if I'm not wanting to ignore it, if I'm ready to pay attention, I'll go bleep. And I'll sit down and go, okay, so what am I feeling right now? I'm just letting myself to just check in. What am I feeling? And for a while, uh, I experienced a lot of judgment of myself. Oh, I'm feeling anxious. I shouldn't be feeling anxious. I tell people not to feel anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? And, 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 then, and then I'm in judgment of myself. I'm beating myself up because I'm feeling this emotion. And I realize that's really not what this is about. It's not really about judging the emotion. It's just about identifying what, what it is. What is the emotion? And it is what it is. I don't need to change the emotion. I just need to identify it. And it's okay. So it goes bleep. And sometimes it's that stupid alarm is interrupting me again. And I'm so, so, you know, I don't know, angry. I don't know, upset. I'm a little angry about it. So that's an emotion. There it is. So I'm angry at the alarm. It's just interrupted me again. Okay, so there's, there's that one. Or sometimes, you know, I've been watching something or reading something, and maybe it's pulled on my heartstrings a bit, and I go, oh, I'm feeling a little sad this time, or I'm feeling some longing, or I don't know, maybe I'm feeling happy. Whatever the emotion is. And that helps me connect to my emotions, and it helps me to be more connected to gratitude. When I'm grateful, and I can feel grateful, then it's more real. It has more weight in my life, and I can really connect to it at a deeper level. Rather than just glossing over and going, yep, I'm grateful, good, check that box off the list, now well, what else? So it's, skip it's not skipping over the emotions, it's letting me really feel into it. What am I really grateful for on an emotional level? And it can be pretty powerful. And a lot of times we like to kind of gloss over. We like to skip over those emotions. We'd like to not feel because who knows what would happen. Maybe we're afraid it would be too much if we were to let the emotions flow. Maybe there's so much in there. We're afraid of how much would be in there. And we feel like maybe it wouldn't stop. And that's an understandable fear. And the truth, though, is that emotions... It's just energy flowing through our body. It's a kind of energy, if you want to look at it that way. It's kind of a, there's a, a manifestation physically in the body. We might have, you know, tight gut or feel a tightness in our throat or feel it in our chest, shoulders, wherever it is. There's a physical part component to it. But when we feel it, it will flow through. In fact, if we fight the emotion, in my experience, it actually makes it last longer. But if I let it flow through, it comes and then it goes. And I'm like, wow, not what I was afraid of, much better. So connecting to gratitude is an emotional experience. And it'd be good to be able to connect to emotions to fully experience gratitude. Now today I want to get into what about when times are tough and things can be really, really tough. And we sometimes talk about, oh yeah, it's just kind of tough and I'm going to be grateful anyways, but sometimes it is really, really tough and it might really seize us up. We, are, we don't know what to do with this experience we've had or are in the middle of and it's just there in our face and emotions are just flowing in us, and it might be so many emotions, we're not even sure what we're feeling. It might be overwhelming. Times can be pretty tough. So how do we connect to great gratitude and gratefulness even when times are tough? And I know I've experienced some tough times, so I know I've shared some in the past as well, but I remember on Christmas Day when I was six, I had an infant sister pass away. And I remember being there when it happened. And I remember being mortified and horrified and terrified all at the same time. Being there watching, helpless to do anything about it. And after that, it seemed like night life was just never the same after that. 
And I remember for the longest time in my life, I just figured, well, that happened, and so I'll just move on. I'll just, you know, it happened, it's in the past, it's done, it's gone, and I'm just going to live from here and just, you know, just ignore that. It happened, but what can I do about it anyways? And I lived for a lot of years just not really paying attention to this experience that I'd had. And I remember it just kind of sat in there in my psyche, in my subconscious, got to where in my life I didn't even think about it too much anymore. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. I'm not even thinking about it. So the thing is pretty much gone. It doesn't have any influence on my life at all, except that I've learned that it still can and still did have influence on my life. And even when I wasn't aware of it, it was still lingering out there and in some ways was even influencing my behavior as I interacted with people. As I went through that experience, I assigned meanings to it that weren't necessarily true, but that's what I took away from the experience. And I decided that I didn't matter as a person, except that I desperately didn't want that to be true and navigated through life, desperately trying to get acknowledgement and affirmations from people even though a part of me believed that I shouldn't deserve any of that. And so my interactions with people got pretty weird. They got all twisted up. And I'm sure this isn't the only experience that I had that influences that kind of behavior, but it certainly was a big one. And so just stuffing emotions, just pushing them aside and just going, well, that happened, let's move on. You know, death and taxes, that sort of thing. That's just, you know, inevitable. And we push it aside, in my experience, it doesn't really go away. It just sits. We put it in a box and put it away, and there it sits in the box, kind of like last year's pork chops, just sitting in the box, not being refrigerated. It gets kind of stinky, and it just sits there. And just when you don't, when you least suspect it, it will leak out and jump out of the box, and then there it is, and you're like, what the heck is this? I'm having all these emotions coming up, and I don't even know where they're coming from. So if you are going through a tough time, my recommendation from my personal experience is to not stuff the feelings, to not try to avoid them. Don't try to just put them aside. Don't put them in a box. Let it happen. Just let the experience be. And as we'll talk about it a little bit, wrestle with it. If we don't wrestle with it, it's still sitting there to be wrestled with later on. So sometimes life can be pretty, pretty horrific. So we can have some pretty tough times. We can be experiencing hospital beds and IVs. Maybe we're experiencing burnt down houses and diminished community. Maybe we have friends that are leaving. They're saying, so long, I'm gone and we're experiencing a loss. Maybe we're experiencing funeral services or betrayal. Or maybe we're experiencing abandonment. Someone just left, someone significant. Maybe we're experiencing abuse. Maybe whatever it is, it's so tough, you feel like your hopes and dreams are three days dead. and You don't know if you can take any more. Maybe that's where you're at right now. What do you do? with something like that. So those kinds of experiences can be pretty hard and it's natural to wanna to run away from it, to hide from it. And in fact, I think a lot of folks who are driven to drink oftentimes comes from experiences like these. It just feels better to numb out and to not feel anything. But in the end, you can numb out for a while, but there they are. Those emotions are still there to be dealt with. So running away doesn't really help so much. So today, one of the things that I'm going to talk about just a little bit, it's a resource that is helpful when times are really tough. Maybe it would be helpful for you. I found it helpful. There's a book out there called 1,000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. And she kind of describes a really tough experience she had as a girl and her wrestling with this experience, wrestling with God, and just going through, and she took on, as part of this story, she takes on this assignment 
as part of her assignment, she agrees to write down 1,000 things that she's grateful for, 1,000 gifts. 1,000 is a lot. So we'll talk more about this right after the break. Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi has amended her suit in state court against opioid manufacturers, naming pharmacy retailers Walgreens and CVS as additional defendants. She also added Ensense Therapeutics Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company, to the suit that was filed in May. Some Instagram users may have had their password information exposed as a result of a security breach tied to the platform's Download Your Data feature. The company has notified users who may have been affected by the bug, which it said affected a very small number of people. Planning to deep fry that turkey for Thanksgiving? Remember that there are plenty of risks involved. The National Fire Protection Association reports Thanksgiving is the peak day for home cooking fires, followed by Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and the day before Thanksgiving. I'm Mark Huffman. Review the Consumer Affairs Daily Brief at Amazon.com today. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans. Plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs. Plans with $0 premiums and even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower copays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Have you secured your family's financial future? Are you approaching your own retirement and seeking relief from those unexpected financial burdens like long-term care? Why not leave your legacy to the next generation instead? You can count on Family Heritage Group to help you prepare for your future your way. Remember, knowledge is power. So call Ed Outland's Family Heritage Group today at 967-3500. 967-3500 for a free life-changing consultation. Family Heritage Group, your solution to bridging the generations. Hey, Chuck, it's almost that time of year. I know, the holidays are here. Year-end. Out with the 18s, in with the 19s. Meta Toyota has so many cars. Over 850, can you believe that? So that means I could get a really good deal. Absolutely. Shop us first, shop us last. It really doesn't matter, because at Meta Toyota, we refuse to lose your business over price. And remember, making your great deal is the easy part. But treating you like family. That's the most important part. So head on over to Meta Toyota, across the Cap City Freeway from Hagen Oaks. Made a great deal at Meta. The American dream is about to be your reality. From first downs to touchdowns, Scott breaks down the mortgage process and brings in top performers in the financial industry. Listen every Thursday at 11 with your host, Scott Rojo of Premier Lending, and get your weekly highlights and play-by-plays of the mortgage and real estate game. Find out what you need to know every Thursday on the Mortgage Hour with Scott Rojo. Scott Rojo, branch manager, mortgage planner in MLS 352874. Website, Premier Lending, Inc. Wednesday morning at 8 on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at the real-life issues related to your business, your taxes, and your money with your host, Mark Bellows, a certified financial planner with over 25 years of experience helping clients with their needs on many levels, including tax planning, consulting, strategic planning, and other complex issues. Find Mark online at CLAConnect.com. That's CLAConnect.com. Go Beyond the Numbers, Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. 
If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. You're listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to The Impact Hour. I'm John, your host, and we have Kurt on the line. Hello, Kurt. Hi, John. How are you? Doing well. So what are you thankful for today? Well, I'm thankful for a lot. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for friends and uh my church family as well. Uh, I've experienced uh, a lot of different challenges over the years. Uh, some loss, loss of a job, loss of both parents in a short period of time, uh, a number of different things. And as I've gone through that, uh, I've realized each time I experience one of these challenges, I grow a little bit or I grow a lot. And when I'm in the moment, when I'm experiencing those and feeling those, I don't hide from it. What it allows me to do is uh, recognize those that are around me, supporting me, helping me through it, processing it, uh, kicking me in the butt where necessary. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for uh, just basically everyone that's in my life. That's awesome. So you've had some pretty tough experiences as well. So what would you say to our listeners who are going through a tough time and maybe having a hard time being thankful this season? Well, I'd, I'd say recognizing it as you were talking about, acknowledging it, and acknowledging it to someone else. Uh, in your comments earlier, you were saying a lot of people will just kind of shy away from that. And I see a lot of men in particular who will do that just because we're supposed to be tough, and we're supposed to be able to just fight through and uh, push through any of the challenges that we're having. And that's not the case. You've got to have, have the people around you. And so by looking at those, being grateful for having those people there, heck, having a shoulder to cry on so that uh, you can keep coming through and going through it and fighting through it. So uh, my advice is to, for me, I uh, count on my faith. I count on my uh, friends and family and uh, just know that uh, each step of the way I'm growing through this and uh, I, I trust that something is going to come from that in a, in a positive way and growth that can impact myself or uh, even impact others. That's awesome. I really like how you mentioned how you can lean on friends and other folks to help you get through that experience, because I think that is so important, trying to do the Lone Ranger thing and do it all by yourself sometimes just really doesn't work very good. Uh, absolutely not. I, I think that's probably one of the... Uh, fastest mistakes that uh, anyone can make. And as I said, in particular, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah, I see that a lot in guys as well. Well, thank you for calling in. Is there any last-minute things you'd like to share? No. Uh, again, I'm just I'm grateful for the, the people in my life, and uh, I, I know that even when I'm in the heat of the moment in something tough, when I step back uh, a couple feet and look around, that that problem is not everything that's going on in my life. It's, it's a part of it. And there are so many more uh, wonderful things that are going on, wonderful people that are in my life that uh, that will help carry me through those tough times. So that, that's my, my take on it. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we really liked what Kurt shared. I liked, he shared about leaning on friends and uh, learning to grow from the experience and it's not the only thing that's going on in our lives right now. Even if it's pretty horrific, it's pretty tough to deal with, it is not the only thing going on. It's good to recognize there are positive things going on at the same time. Um, so all those are really great, great comments. Sometimes it's pretty hard for us to hold on to two opposite things. It's really hard to hold on to, oh, this horrific thing is going on, and these beautiful things are happening is simultaneously. 
it's hard for us to reconcile that. Our mind wants to go, oh, it's horrible, the whole thing is bad, everything is, is horrific, there's nothing good going on. Or we like to go, everything is awesome, and nothing bad's going on, it's just great, and we have a hard time reconciling that maybe both are true at the same time. And I know if we're going through a really, really tough time, that can be hard. And if that's where you're at right now and you just really can't connect to the positive, um, that's, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up you know, over not being able to find positive things going on in your life right now. You're going through a process. And so learning to connect to gratitude is not an instantaneous thing. We don't just go and jump into, okay, look, I'm grateful, just right after something really horrible happened. That rarely happens to anybody. It's a process. It's a process what we go through where we learn to wrestle with it. We learn to just ask the really hard questions and, and work through it and learn uh, from the experience as much as we can learn. And sometimes, even years later, we're still learning from the experience. But to go ahead and, and go through the process and to wrestle with it and to feel the emotions and to not skip over it. And someday, eventually... I think that gratitude can flow. And if it can flow right away, that's great too. There's no right or wrong in this. There's not, it has to look a certain way. It's, it's whatever we're going through. And for some folks, the same experience, the same set of events might be a different experience for two different people who've gone through the same set of events. For one, it might be the end of the world. It feels like the end of the world and that's, and that's where they're at. And the other person might go, oh, kind of not great but I've been through something like this before and, you know, I'm just going to work, through, work through it and I know I'll be okay. And so it really kind of depends on the person. And if you're not experiencing it a certain way, that doesn't mean someone else might experience it the way you would. Each person will be going through a tough time in their own way, in their own fashion. So what do you do in the face of really, really tough times when things just feel like they're just not going really good at all. In fact, it makes you want to shut down, curl into a ball, and put yourself in a corner and just whatever, you know, just cry, just whatever. It's a horrific experience. What do you do with something like that? And I have two, two things to do in a situation like that. And the first one uh, for those of you who have faith, we'll, we'll recognize this story. And for those of you who don't, you can just listen. And uh, I'll sh be sharing from, uh, from Genesis chapter 32. And it says here, That night Jacob got up, took his two, son two wives and two female servants and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream... He sent over all his possessions, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he replied. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans, and have overcome. So this is a story of Jacob wrestling with God. Most of us would be kind of, I don't know, shocked to hear someone doing that. We're not supposed to speak ill of God. We're not supposed to wrestle with Him. We're not supposed to struggle with God. We're supposed to just comply. We're supposed to obey God. That's the message we normally get. But here's a man who wrestles with God all night long, he just wrestles with them. And if you know the, the kind of context of the story, Jacob had been deceiving people for years and years. In fact, Jacob, because he deceived people so often, his name became synonymous with the meaning deceiver. So that was his name. His name was Deceiver. And he deceived his brother, and he deceived his father, and he deceived his uncle. And he got to a place here where his deceiving is no longer going to work and now he's just about to encounter his brother Esau, who he stole the birthright from. And now he figures his brother's going to kill him because here's his brother harboring this resentment after all these years. And now he's going back and he's at the end of his rope. There's nowhere to go. And that's the context. And here he is, Jacob is wrestling with God. 
and he wants God's blessing. And God honors the wrestling. He changes his name from deceiver to Israel, which means he who wrestles with God. Now, maybe you're not a believer in God, and this is seeming like, well, this is kind of weird. You know, what's this guy? Why is he going here on the radio? Um, But I think we can learn from this. And when times are tough, I think the answer is to wrestle with it. And we will talk more about this wrestling right after the break. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. I'm John, your host today. We are talking about gratitude even when times are tough. So we talked about what happens if times are really, really tough. And I think for some folks, maybe some of you listening today are going through some really, really tough times. Maybe your house has been burnt to the ground and you don't know what you're going to do or where you're going to go. Or some of you, maybe that's not your story right now, but maybe your community has just been scattered. And all your friends and all the people that you know, you're not sure what's going to happen. You're sitting in uncertainty, and it's this huge loss for you. And maybe for some of you, that's not it at all. Maybe that's not what, what's going on in your life. Maybe there's some, been some death in the family, or maybe there's been some betrayal. Some friends you know, betrayed you. I'm not sure what, whatever it would be, whatever it is for you, maybe you're going through some really tough times. And so just before the break, we were talking about wrestling with God or wrestling with it. If you're not one to connect with God, just wrestle with it. And if you are one to connect with God, I think God can handle it. I think God is big enough that if you wanted to just have a knockdown drag out with God and just say, God, I am really, I'm really mad at you right now. And I don't know if I want, to, I want to even talk to you. And you just go out there and you just talk to God that way, I'm pretty sure he can handle it. Because, you know, if that's what's going on in your heart, he knows it already. He already knows. It's not a surprise to him. You might as well talk to him about it. Wrestle with it. Ask the hard questions. Ask the questions why. Why me? Why not me? Why, why is this happening? What's going on? You know, why, why would you allow this you know, as a loving God, how could you allow this to happen? And ask the questions. I don't have answers for you. It's for you to wrestle with. That's a part of the growth process. And if you're in the middle of a crisis in your life, kind of connecting to gratitude at that point or going, oh, this is an experience happening for me and having an attitude like that, that's probably not where you're at. And that just seems pithy. And I'd agree. If you're smack in the middle of it, Deal with what's going on right now. And you can connect to the growth and what you can learn from it as it makes sense to you in your life. And I know from my life, I've always grown, I've always learned, but usually not when I'm smack in the middle of it. When I'm smack in the middle of it, there's too much going on. I'm too bitter and angry to do anything with it. It's not until I get past it and get some distance between me and the experience do I have a chance to go, oh, You know, I can learn this from this, and I can learn this other thing, and wow, now I see God there in the middle of it, and maybe I couldn't even see it when I was going through it. And that's okay. God can handle any and all of that, so you might as well engage. And if you're not one to connect to God, all the questions, all the hard things, 
that a person would come to God with, you can still ask all those questions, you can still wrestle with it, and you can struggle and learn what you can from it and just go through the process just like, like others would as well. So the other thing I have is if you're going through a really tough time, part of the healing process is to go and connect to gratitude. Connecting to gratitude helps us get some different perspective on what is going on. And maybe when you're in the middle of it, that maybe you're just not ready for that yet. But maybe you do have some distance, and now it's time to start looking at it and starting to, to connect to gratitude learning to step in and be open to grace and to, to just all the gifts and the blessings that we do have, even though there are things that aren't great going on or maybe haven't been going on, there are still blessings and things and gifts happening. Both are true. And in that book, 1,000 Gifts, and Voskamp goes through that whole process she writes down 1,000 things that she's thankful and grateful for. 1,000 is a really, really long list. And in her story at the beginning, it's like, okay, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that, and there, this, this exercise is stupid, I don't know if I want to do this, you know. And then as she went on, you started to change and started to wrestle with some of the things that had happened more in the past, things that she just didn't know what to do with. And as she went through this exercise, it brought those things up, and she had a chance to wrestle with them. And I, I don't know her personally, but my guess is very similar to my story, where maybe those things happened, and maybe, maybe the experience was stuffed, put in a box for a while, until she went through this exercise, and then it brought it back out to be dealt with yet again. Whether you're going through something now, or maybe you've had some horrific things going on and that have happened in your past, maybe it's been years and years. But connecting to gratitude is a way to process through the experience and to step into healing. So it's about holding both. It's holding on both the heartache and the joy. It's holding on to the joy and the gratitude and to not deny the horrific experiences that you've had. It's not about stuffing your emotions. It's about allowing space and room in your life for both. It's very easy to put your pain in a box and go, well, that was then, and oh, well, that's what happened, and I'm just going to move on with it. But then it sits there, and it ferments in there. At least I certainly experienced that, only to pop up later when it's the least convenient time. Out it pops, and there it is. Not great. And it just means, and if it does pop out, there's no sense in being in judgment. It's what has happened. It's popping out maybe now for a reason, and it's, it's for your healing. And so it's not, it's not a way to look at it and beat ourselves up over it. It just gives an opportunity to look at it and go, hmm, I think, I think there's some more there to work through. And you might be tempted to just, just be in the pain and just let yourself close, just close yourself off to joy and gratefulness and to just hold on to that. And that's not really living life to the full either. So it really is about opening yourself up to both, and maybe not all in the same moment, but allowing space in your life to experience both the joy and the gratitude, and to also process through the tough times. So it's about acknowledging the pain and the anger and give space to feel that and to not step over it, and to feel into gratitude and joy and thankfulness, and to allow both in your life at the same time. So I thought I'd end today with what it is that I'm grateful for, because I'm grateful for so much. Even though I've had some pretty horrific things happen in my life, um, I'm still grateful also. So both are true, and uh, I am grateful for God's unbreakable love. I'm grateful for the smell of rain. I'm grateful for the sound of rain. And I'm grateful for a warm, crackling fire. I'm grateful for family gatherings and for laughter. I'm grateful for morning walks. I'm grateful for the smell and sound of the ocean waves. I'm grateful for high Sierra lakes and for good books. I'm grateful for evenly matched football games that are so fun to watch. I'm grateful for hugs. I'm grateful for radio, 
which includes all of you. I'm grateful for you, my listeners. I'm grateful for TV because we can have information and entertainment through that medium. I'm grateful for computers where we can also access information and I can teach through my computer. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for work. I'm grateful for hummingbirds as they flit around the feeder. I'm grateful for warm soup. I'm grateful for friends. And I'm grateful for back rubs. I'm grateful for mentors. And I'm grateful for classes and learning. And for cars, so we can get around pretty quickly. Because walking would take a really long time. And I'm grateful for airplanes for the same reason. I'm grateful for whiteboards. In fact, whenever I have my events, I get my whiteboard out and I go, I love whiteboards. Every time I see one, I want to hug it. <laughs> so I love those. I'm grateful for sunsets and I'm grateful for sunrises. I'm grateful for evergreen trees and for mountains. And I'm grateful for GPS and maps because they help me get to where I want to go very conveniently. And I also asked some of my family members, what are they grateful for? And so Rena is also grateful for friends who listen and for cats. She's grateful that Jesus died for her and that Jesus will always be with her. She's grateful for marriage and relationships, relationship to me and our kids. She's grateful that our parents' house is still standing in the fires. She's grateful for time and space to grow. She's grateful for Indian food and for new landscaping. She's also grateful for work. She's grateful for God's provision. And she's grateful for voiceover so she can listen to her phone. And she's grateful for cataract surgery and Spotify and help with grocery shopping and so many things. And we hope you can connect to gratitude this Thanksgiving. Even if times are tough, our hearts go out to you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>